Kuya. What up? What up? All right. Welcome to another KD Empire Pop Culture Podcast. This is your homie Javi, the collector. And this is Squee J, that nurse gamer. What you got going on, man? Not much. How you doing? Good, dude. You know, Good Sunday, man. fun day. We got some sun outside finally, kids playing. How you doing? How's the store? What's going on? It's good, man. Yeah, we got some new stuff uh, coming in this week, a bunch of anime stuff. So if you guys are looking for uh, some new anime, we got um, Naruto, we got uh, some Demon Slayer, we got some uh, Attack on Titan, uh, what else do we got? Uh, Hunter x Hunter, we got uh, Animal Crossing, if you're into that video game, we got a bunch of cool stuff for that. Um, what else? Uh, just a range of cool stuff. So if you guys are looking for some cool new like uh, hats or shirts or anything awesome, and you're looking for maybe a Demon Slayer shirt for the upcoming movie, uh, stop on by and we'll, we'll hook you up. But yeah, those are some of the new stuff we got coming in. Yeah. So how how you doing, bro? How's 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 life so far? Good, man. Uh, my kid uh, Isaiah started playing Animal Crossing. Funnily. Like, this dude, uh, you know, he doesn't have very good hand-eye coordination just yet. He's learning. His hands are small because we play, you know, with a with a Nintendo Pro controller. But, man, he loves Animal Crossing, man. That dude will fish all day if given the chance. It's the funniest thing. Dude, Animal Crossing is highly addictive and fun. I love that game, dude. It's, it's kind of, like, it's weirdly kind of... relaxing. It is, it is. And I'm like, whenever I play it, I'm like, look at dog, look at and she's like, she doesn't like understand it. And she's like, look look at what I look what I got. And she just kind of thinks it's like, okay. <laughs> she doesn't get it. But once if she ever starts playing it, she will get hooked. The, the, Julie loves that game. My wife Julie loves the game. Like she'll log in, right? And she's got her own character in her house and on the island and all that. And um it's funny because after a really stressful day at work, sometimes she'll just start playing. And she's like, I just got off of work, and to de-stress, I'm logging into a game to go do more work. Because she's, like, picking up weeds, <laughs> picking up seashells, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Stuff that you should be doing at the house. Exactly. <laughs> Putting the time exactly. on the digital. Not as satisfying in real life. Promise. Not as satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. I never think about that. Like, sometimes you do work in video games, you're like, doing laundry or you're you know picking up stuff or you know gardening and you're like dude you can do that in the real world <laughs> or i don't dude, exactly I don't like, do that in the real world and i need to do that right like in in the yeah. game uh it was a struggle to to crossbreed and and get like golden roses and then oh. she really wanted um purple and blue hyacinths as well Nice. And like in the game, you gotta, you know, you gotta do this whole cross checker pattern and, and, you know, water them religiously and all that. And I'm like, yo, that's so much work. Like, we don't even do it that is. in real life. Like, we don't even have, like, we just started planting stuff in real life in our backyard. Like, that's but awesome, here bro. we are. We've been crossbreeding flowers for a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that, that's the cool thing about video games. Maybe a world that you didn't jump into. And then you you start doing it in the digital in the digital world, and then you start doing it in the real world. You're like, it you know it brought you to that, which is really cool. Right, true. Yeah, I I wish I could terraform my backyard though. Like I wish that was like the thing that I could do. Just yeah, terraform no, and decorate my backyard. So yeah, easy. that'd be so sick. <laughs> yeah. Fishing, fishing for me in that game is fun. Like I used to fish a lot back in the day. I don't fish at all as much, but just fishing in that game is like. Levels. <laughs> Levels, bro. Yeah. I know. I mean, you got to yeah. go to, like, the opposite hemisphere, too, to catch all the fish and all that. But... Yeah. Certain fish you want to catch. Yeah. Yeah, man. Pretty <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, so, yeah, we're on episode five. And, uh, dude, what an episode. I, like, hands down to, once again, to everybody that's in the show. You know, Malcolm, the the, the creator. Malcolm Spellman, the creator and uh, director, and damn, the writers that just went into this episode is just jam-packed with just levels, bro. Levels and 
and foreshadowing and it's just dude it's i don't know i love this show so much now it's it's insane but this fight scene that happened what an amazing mm. fight scene dude right i mean what, what do you take from this from like just the foreshadowing just of this of this fight scene and the way they set it up is just level bro <laughs> i i love the fight scene because uh one of my favorite fight scenes from all of marvel and the mcu has was always the two-on-one that bucky and cap had against tony stark and this was right. very reminiscent of that fight you know so here you got bucky and and you know the fake captain america with our soon-to-be new captain america fighting and uh it just i love the little combinations that they were doing and um, when they finally started to fight together, that's when they were able to get the shield off. But one yeah. of the things that I really loved about the fight was how Falcon was using his wings the whole time. Dude. To, like, to slap the shield out of Walker's hands, you know, to kind of tri- trip him and leg sweep him sort of thing. And then, there, you know, there's a callback to uh, to Civil War when Spider-Man swings in and and, you know, just like shoots his web and, and grabs a shield away from Cap. He tried to do that right. with his little lasso right. rope. It didn't work out too well, but <laughs> <laughs> but he tried it. I was like, well, oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, dude, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, it shows you like how like a good person Spider-Man is because the amount of strength that he has that he's not showing and he's holding back as much mm-hmm. – Compared to what, like, uh, with uh, John Walker just kind of like, like beasting in there, just like he's just—it's it, insane how much he held back, how much he's holding back, how much Spider-Man is holding back. But yeah. dude, the one scene that made me laugh like crazy—it was when they used John Walker as a baseball bat. <laughs> oh, that shit had me crack. I'm like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> it was just swinging, swinging, uh, uh, uh. uh you know, John Walker into uh, the shield was just epic, man. I, I thought that was, at first I was like, oh crap, I can't believe this happened. That I kept uh, rewatching it. I'm like, Dude, that's a funny ass scene right there. Well, when they did that, uh, when I watched it the first time, as soon as Falcon did that and like, you know, slammed into him, I was like, oh snap, shield bash. Like, because <laughs> that's yep. a move from War yep. versus Capcom. I'm like, shield bash. Like, damn. Yep. Can't believe they just worked that into the into the game. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. It's crazy how they're doing that, man. I love it, man. It's so it's so cool. Oh, dude, but the part where they broke his arm was that was like I mean my, my that made my head turn, dude. I was like cringing. I was like, oh shit, they broke his arm. That was insane. <laughs> and me, so this is kind of the part where I just like I had to like shut my brain off, right? Because yeah. I was like, why did he just scream like that? And then, you know, they show up later in, in, in the Senate hearing and he's got a sling on his arm. I'm like, oh, is it supposed to be broken? Do you know what I mean? Because, like, for me, it's like, okay, you break an arm, that's cast. You're going to cast it. You got to set it, cast it, and then leave it so it can and heal without being all weird. If you put a broken arm in a sling, it's not going to heal properly. It's going to be all crooked. But I was like, okay, uh, what would you do normally, you know, to put an arm in a sling? Well, you'd have to, like, hyperextend the elbow or do something where the elbow is injured like again if you break the elbow it'd have to be in the cast to heal properly but like and so that part i just had to like shut my nursing brain off you're like yes his arm is broken they broke his arm (laughs) (laughs) but like in the moment when the fight was happening and he was like no i'm like oh that's dramatic for taking the shield away from his hand you're gonna scream like that and then I saw this thing. I was like, "Oh, it's supposed to be. Bro- they were supposed to have broken his arm in that scene." I get it now. I get it. Dude, so, that's so like... cool you brought that up because their their details, their point on details is amazing. And that detail, they probably should have emphasized a little bit more. But yeah, I I, I kind of I, I see what you're saying, bro. Like, yeah, they should have they should have put him in a cast, or they should have <laughs> showed him was, you know. Yeah, you're right. Instead of a sling, they should have put him into like something that holds his arm better. But yeah, or, they, they should have he, little... He's also got the super soldier serum. He might have healed up by the time he showed up to the Senate hearing. So yeah, that's true know. too. But, I mean, I, he, they, I guess they heal a little bit faster. So I guess in a way, it kind of you know healed back quicker. But 
they should have shown a little more detail on that, but I guess they only have like what two episodes ago, so it makes yeah. sense why they didn't. Yeah, they didn't do that. But yeah. dude, that that's a great point. I love that because their detail, <laughs> I'm telling you, is on point. A lot of the detail they do is like amazing. Like yeah, so but that fight scene, dude, that's probably like one of my favorite fight scenes when it comes to that. When it comes to that style, like you know, two on one, and I, I used to love uh, uh, the the one in Civil War with Iron Man. But dude, this one took the they took the mantle for me. I just I just love the like the details and the level on how um, you know Falcon used or or Sam used his like uh, his jetpack and his wings to fight. Uh, we got yeah. to see um, yeah we got to see uh, um, Bucky uh, use his arm in a, in a in a way that in his strength too, which was really cool. And just the levels of the acting and the emotions they put into that was awesome. Like, you know, like certain moments you can tell, like, how, um, how, like, almost like Bucky's kind of pissed in a way. Like, like, he throws a shield down at Falcon. Like, you should have, like, almost like saying you should have, you should have never gave away this uh, shield in a way. Had that kind of, you know what I'm saying? It had that kind of yeah. detail in there. Like, yeah. And I don't know, like, obviously it was purposeful because they would have to go and, and frame that whole shot. But, um, that scene right before he drops the shield, the sun is only shining on Bucky in that frame. And then it right. reflects off of the shield right before he drops it over to Sam. And I thought that was such mm -hmm. an artistic shot of how that was done. And you couldn't even see Walker anymore. You could only see Sam on the ground and, and Bucky holding the shield above him. I oh, love no, that, that was a great... Like, as great as that fight was too, right? Because my blood's pumping the whole time I'm watching this fight. And it's exciting. Right. And then the shield bash happens. And I'm even more excited because I'm a huge, you know, X-Men fighting game and, and Marvel vs. Capcom fan. And uh, when that happened, and then he drops the shield, you said, you know, taking the mantle. When Sam picked up the shield, bro, the, the all the excitement was then contrasted with the somber regret, guilt, sadness in, in in Sam's eyes when he was holding that shield. Dude, the, the levels that that actor has, man, is amazing. Anthony Mackie's no joke either, man. The way that he like portrayed himself, like almost shame, guilt, um, everything, all those emotions you can see in his face. The way he's like wiping the blood off the shield, it's almost like it's almost like he has like the blood of the shield. You know, he takes that that mantle of what 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 happened in a way. He kind of took that all on himself. And yeah. dude, yeah, it's crazy. But he's dude, like, we... you know, the, the blood is on my hands too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's like he's he's taking responsibility. But dude, also Wyatt Russell, dude, I, I hate I hate. Don't get me wrong, I hate John Walker. <laughs> but Wild Russell, like we have to give him like a, like a, an applause, man, because his his acting in this, the detail that he does, everything this this man does to hate this people make hate this character. The levels he has that he brings to this character, we should appreciate, because dude, <laughs> it's insane watching him like uh, portray this character, and wow, very obviously, very, like, yeah, like super yeah. good actor. He's very super. good at the little mannerisms that that aren't normal, right? The mm -hmm, demeanor right. with which he carries himself is very weird. Like even when he's walking down the alleyway and he confronts the poster of himself as John Walker, the cap is back. Uh, just his demeanor walking already kind of portrays the mood that he's in. He makes you feel what that character is feeling. And he, he's great at it. He's amazing at what he does. And like, you know, he, even in the first episode, like the writer set him up perfectly for for the audience to not like him, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, he does a great job of ensuring you don't like him, you know, for the most part. I know there's a small crowd out there that, that agreed with the brutality, as there always will be, but uh, for the most part, like, he really made sure that you understand he is not a hero. And, uh, yeah, he is not. It's, just, it's I mean, just great acting. Great acting. The way he was going to kill both of them, dude. He just grabbed yeah. that shield like he—he's gonna dice him up, dude. It was—it was that intense. The way he, his, 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 the levels of this, this, the acting on this is amazing, man. And like, it, it blew me away. Just like, kind of like suspensefully, like, oh my god, this guy's insane in a way, you know.
but that's I guess that's the part of the super serum that you know that emphasize that 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 evilness that that you know that that goes in through his blood, man. But yeah, dude, it's levels. But that fight scene, dude, that was that was an amazing fight scene. How they foreshadow everything is insane, dude. It's dude, it's crazy. I mean, I I, I know that people don't they just see a fight scene, but there's a lot to it that has all these mannerisms and. And and way to like uh, call back to that to the fight with uh with the cap and Bucky and Iron Man, like you brought that up earlier. That was that was amazing. And uh and the differences between uh uh, uh John Walker and uh and of course the real Cap uh, Steve, um levels, bro, levels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I crazy. also like that in that fight. Um, there's another callback to the you know previous episodes. And we kind of talked about this with their fight on top of the train or the, the semi when um, Walker was throwing the shield back and forth and the knife and all that. And uh, Bucky was catching everything, right? Like he would either yeah. dodge it or catch it. And in this fight, he did the same thing with the shield. Like he caught the shield. <laughs> like he, it was strapped to his arm and everything sort of thing. And it was just so good the way uh, so they did that callback. I know I loved every part of it, and dude, the just like the 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 foreshadowing of uh, John Walker ripping the wings off of Sam, dude, to the Falcon, which was kind of crazy in a way. It was just like, right. damn, it was just it it kind of it got me, bro. I was like, oh shit, he just kind of he's like pretty much I could take you away from from from. Uh, it, it's so it's it's so crazy how they foreshadowed uh, him taking his wings off, and then him going into government and like kind of happening the same thing right yeah yeah i mean it's just so yeah. good like um being able to take the wings off in that moment i like oh snap like what is sam gonna do here and so uh when the fight finally culminated in the shield bash i was a little relieved for sam because i was looking a little bit iffy for him <laughs> yeah but yeah, dude, it was it was amazing just watching that. I don't even know how they dude. It's amazing how they even did that, and to like make it seem so believable in a way. I'm just like I'm so blown away by this. This one fight was it was amazing. It, for the next episode, oh my god, dude, I'm gonna. <laughs> it's gonna be an awesome ride, dude. Uh, what did you think about the Senate hearing and John Walker? Now, that was like that. That foreshadowing and then just coming into real the real world makes you show like you you give out you know like you know he's like pleading himself he's putting his 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 you know you made me kind of thing it was kind of it was like kind of touching in a way because I mean that happens in the real world dude you know you do something for you know you're you the whole time he's like I'm Captain America I'm Captain America which is crazy. Uh, that he says that, but it's also foreshadowing, of course, another character. But uh, and we're seeing the this side of him. But dude, you know, if you if you give your all to to something and they just kind of rip it away from you, and all you've been doing is, like he said, I'm doing your guys's mandates. You guys created me, and it's like, it's insane. But uh, yeah, that was that was a crazy, and he like the way he just went through the whole emotions of that of that court. Was it a court? It was almost like a court hearing for him in a way, it, or it was a court it's hearing. Sort of. It is. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a Senate hearing because with a court Senate hearing, hearing yeah, that's right. and all that, like he would have been held in contempt if he just walked out of a court hearing. True, <laughs> true, true. Can't just walk out on the judge. <laughs> what, what did you think of all those words he said and how how they treated him in a way, and how I foreshadowed, you know? Uh, and, well, yeah. Like me personally, I was super satisfied when he said, "I am Captain America," and the senator was like, "Not anymore." <laughs> I was I like, know, "Oh my god, somebody said it." Jeez, but uh, it, it made me sad because, you know, later on in the episode, you you get to see Sam go talk to Isaiah Bradley, and and you know Bradley goes through his story. And uh, it made me sad because even before seeing all that, you kind of knew what happened to Bradley because they, they locked me up for 30 years. And then you find out Bradley's story later on in the episode, and it makes that moment in, in the courtroom even more gut-wrenching because 
both Bradley and Walker were built by the military, did what the military asked of them, followed through on the virtues that they swore allegiance to, right? Bradley, knowing that the right thing to do was to save his, uh, you know, his, his, his crew, went in there and busted them out of a POW camp, and he was jailed for it for 30 years for defying mm-hmm. orders and, and going rogue. Walker, on the other hand, you know, takes a super serum, obviously against orders. I don't think anybody would tell him to take a serum if he had the chance. Right. At least not overtly, right? And right. kills a person out in public. Granted, it is a terrorist, but you did it out in broad daylight in public being videotaped in full Captain America garb. You know, yeah, and he walks away from the Senate hearing. You know, granted, you lose everything, you lose all the benefits, all the pensions, and all that shit. You did not lose your freedom, you did not lose your life, you did not lose your story, you did not lose your history. Isaiah right. Bradley was wiped from the books, his wife even was told that he was dead. He didn't receive letters from his wife, he was locked up and experimented on. He was less than human after what he did and so that scene in the courtroom just you know at first was very sad to me because i could see how he just got a slap on the wrist which we called earlier in a few episodes ago um but then when you find out bradley's story it's even it's even more terrible you know the injustice alone was was overwhelming it yeah it, it it really touched your heart in a way and you get to like go and feel through these emotions of what what uh you know john walker went through but then you don't feel that sympathetic but you do but when you when you hear the isaiah story you're just like it's just like it rips your heart out of your chest so yeah dude it it's insane it, it was insane uh talking about walking out um uh, it was kind of crazy how they foreshadowed uh uh sam uh giving the wings away to uh joaquin in a way torres to oh. Torres, I feel bad. I feel bad for Torres. I was I was knocking on him the first episode, <laughs> but uh, he turns out to be a good dude. Okay, Torres, I see yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. So we might get. I don't know. Who knows what what he might be in the in the future of the MCO? But uh, he's got the wings. I wonder if he's going to show up in the next episode. I, you think it would be a little too soon for him to show up with like repaired wings in the next episode? I think it'd be super cool, but like. They'd be like, it'd be hey, guys, quick, huh? it'd be too new fast. Falcon here. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that's very true. But, I mean, he kind of, if you remember the first episode, he had, like, some kind of input on his uh, on his wings. So, I think he worked on those wings when uh, when they weren't in the hand of, of, uh, of uh, Sam. True. So, he's, yeah, so he kind of knows what he's, I, I think he knows what he's doing. And, uh, you know, you know, it, it, I, it would be fun to see that. It'd be super cool to just see him like show up, you know, maybe, maybe like sacrifice himself for one punch or something like that, but just to see him with the wings. But I also thought it would be super funny if uh, this was it for him, kind of like Terrence Howard in the first Iron Man when he's like, next time, baby. You know what I mean? (laughs) He gets recasted as Don Cheadle. (laughs) Like, what if this was his next time, baby moment when he looked at the wings and, like, he actually never donned the suit, sort of thing? Yeah. I guess his his one time was just petting the wings. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hey, speaking of, like, people, you know, walking out and showing up and doing all this stuff, what about that big cameo, bro, with Julia Louis Dreyfus? That's crazy, man. That, I, that, dude, that made me like conspiracy theories to like the max. Like everything this chick is doing, I feel that Sharon is doing as well. Right. I feel like that's Sharon's boss, by the way. I was thinking the same thing, bro. I was thinking the same yeah. thing. Uh, so with with uh, Contessa, what's her name? Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Or Val, right? right. Like, yeah. Call her Val, but not out loud in her mind or something like that. <laughs> Super yeah, that funny person. Uh, from the comics, we know that she's got a crazy history with S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hydra, and, you know, she used to be, like, Nick Fury's 
you know, lover and all that and cuffing season yeah. and all that. Uh, but she went from like this actress went from Madam VP to to Madam Hydra. <laughs> oh, dude, it's crazy. I'm, I'm like, I'm super curious to see what what happens with this character because, like you said, she could easily be Sharon's boss right now. Like Sharon just wants a pardon so she can come back home. And if uh, Val is still pretending to work for Shield, she might be, you know, dangling the promise of a pardon over Sharon's head to get her to come home. Very true, man. Yeah, I had to pause the the episode because I was like, who the F is this chick? I can't I didn't even know who she was, dude. <laughs> I was like, I've oh, never even word? heard of this chick. Yeah. I was just like pausing. And then I was like, what the fuck was her name? Because <laughs> it was so long. <laughs> so then I started like Googling real quick and then I started reading up on her real quick. And then I, you know, played and then after the show I started reading even more. Yeah, but yeah, everything you said, dude, it's crazy. Um it almost like it's almost like a weird like it's so weird, like how this character came out of nowhere, and it's like she knew everything. You know, it's like how does she know? You know, that he took the super serum. How does you know? How does she know all this information? That you know, you know, only that only he and a few people knew what happened, in a way. And uh, the way she's like so like like her her like tactics on persuasion was like you did the right thing, or you know, she's always like kind of like on his side kind of thing to where you know she wants them she wants to like call him up and probably do some work and maybe this is where where he becomes uh maybe she gives him the title of the u.s agent in a way who knows right like this we we talked about this i think at the the last episode or maybe the episode right, before. right but we were talking about what if uh they were introducing the individual elements of uh the thunderbolts and like what if thunderbolt ross shows up and he's the power broker or what if he's you know gonna show up at the end and try to get these people out and and form the thunderbolts like i almost think they're trying to retcon this to where she's the one that creates the thunderbolts could be it could be like if you think about it maybe who knows maybe she she was already in contact with zemo and this is the plan that Z- like I feel like Zemo has planned this whole thing the whole time. You think that he's being arrested? You think that he's walking through the streets of uh, uh of his of his you know of his? I already mm-hmm. forgot the name of what street he was walking it's through. Sokovia. But anyways, Sokovia, yeah. And uh, I feel like he planned all this. Like I feel like he's part of the plan with, of course, uh, Valentine in a way. Dude, could you imagine like? At the very end, as a mid credit scene or like a post credit scene, uh, you know, John Walker's locked up in the rack right next to Zemo, and then she shows up. And she's like, Here's <laughs> my... dude, I, I can see it. I can, I totally can see that. Talking about the Thunderbolts, you know what I mean? <laughs> it could be so crazy. It's like they, it was their plan to somehow, uh, get Zemo to go to the raft in a way so they could create that or who knows who knows because I mean why I mean why did why did the Wakandans do that why did they decide to take him to the raft right it was such a weird one-off I was like I thought y'all were just gonna lock him up in Wakanda yourself like yeah why why take him to the raft it's just a weird decision to make but then I also it's kind of confusing because the way she was talking to both Walker and his wife, she was obviously like kind of not, I wouldn't say aloof, but she was, you know, she wasn't so stern with, with her tone of voice and her choice of words didn't seem very strong. They were more suggestive and, and fun in a certain type of sense, right? Yeah. But the text messages that the Flag Smashers were getting from the Power Broker doesn't seem like it's the way she would communicate a threat. Yeah, she's more sly. She's more manipulative in that way. She's so like, yeah, you're right. She kind of slithers that that way. So exactly. You're totally right like about that. Yeah. She's very slimy in the way she talks, but the way the power broker had texted Carly and all them, she's like, you you took something of mine. I'm gonna kill you. It's like that doesn't seem the way she would portray that sort of you know message. Like it just seems so low IQ in a sense. It just seems yeah. so brute. It yeah. it seemed like well it seemed like it was a male character not a female character the way 
that was portrayed in a way, right? Exactly, exactly. So yeah, dude, fuck, man, this super curious. I wonder if they're gonna if they're gonna like invoke more of that in the next episode because it. I feel like the next episode is gonna be like, you know, the the Goku like uh, filler to Friday to watch the main fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we get all the action packed. Well, we got a bunch of action packed, but this, you know, the the story development uh, to get to the final boss at the end is is gonna be. I don't know how they're gonna convert or convey that that storytelling with these characters that we just introduced in this last episode. Yeah, and like with Val too, it's like okay. So is she Shield here? Is she Hydra? <laughs> And that's or the is thing. she Leviathan? <laughs> Dude, and like, like, and I feel like that's what Sharon Carter is. It's like this crazy double, triple agent kind of feel, you know? It's like, you, you know, they're like almost playing a part in a way. Almost, it almost seems like Sharon Carter is like kind of clone or has cloned her in a way, or she's like, she in a way has been training her or something. And it's like, who knows, man? It, it could be, it could be anything. It could be like. Zemo must have fucking done something or had some part of it, or maybe it was Nick Fury. That that was my question a long time ago because I was just that I was it came my Nick Fury came up to my head right away when I when I thought of Sharon Carter. But now they're introducing this character and her story arc, where uh, you know I, which I read up on was you know Nick Fury's lover at one point, mm-hmm. and she turns out to be a scroll. Oh my god, that might be it right there. <laughs> <laughs> which leads into it. the secret invasion storyline in the comic uh-huh. like he realizes Nick Fury realizes that there's something off about her and realizes that she's a scroll and that leads into the secret invasion so it's like yo of these four four different iterations of of uh, Contessa are you are you actually shield right now are you working for shield are you secretly Hydra right now are you Leviathan yeah right now or are you actually just scroll pretending to do all these things and it's like there's just so many unanswered questions and we're definitely not going to get answers for a while because she shows up again in Black Widow and there's no way she doesn't show up in Secret Invasion too so it's like yeah I don't know man I feel like they opened a huge can of worms in the fifth episode and there's only one episode left to like tie all the loose ends and I don't see how they're going to do it Mm -hmm. Let me ask you something. Uh, who do you think is the power broker? I still think in my gut that it's the Mandarin. The Mandarin? Yeah, I still think it's the Mandarin. It doesn't make sense to me that uh, she would be the power broker only because, again, the tone of her text didn't seem to fit the character that she was portraying there at the, at the, you know, the judicial building. Right. And then... For Sharon Carter to be working directly for the power broker seems counterintuitive because mm-hmm. if you're working for the power broker, why would you bring three people who have the potential to either hurt or kill the doctor that's in charge of the serum? There, yeah. You know what I mean? That's and a good then, point, man. Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't... I, I feel like the power broker is bigger than everything and you know, I'm still holding out for the Mandarin. <laughs> the Mandarin. No, no, I like this, that. That's a good theory. This is, uh, the I Mandarin have... is my new Mephisto. <laughs> nice, dude. My my theory, which made me think crazy. Um, okay, now that we have this new character, and then Sharon Carter, and now I'm thinking they're both like Sharon Carter is in Madripoor, right, where all the villains are at. Yep. So. If you're in a, if you're in a place where you're kind of like almost recruiting these villains in a way, and you're in, in, as we saw in the episode, um, you know she was hiring, of course, my boy uh, George Saint Pierre. Um, mm. Makes me wonder the Thunderbolt in a way makes me think like they're recruiting this Thunderbolt team. Um, the only reason I'm bringing that up is because they brought up the raft, and of course, Thunderbolt Ross is my conspiracy theory. I think he's behind all this kind of like recruiting of all these people so you can so they can create this group, which 
you know. I mean, it was so it was so weird that Zemo was waiting there, all casually, knowing that Bucky wasn't going to kill him. No, maybe knowing that Wakanda was going to take him to the raft, you know, to that place of jail. So I feel like there's been some kind, there's something behind the scenes that we don't know of, and that I'm thinking that's how the Thunderbolts are being created in a way. So I don't know, man. I, like it makes it. I don't know. Do you feel like Sharon Carter's evil or what? I. I don't know, dude. Her, I told you last time, her character is just written so weirdly for this I show. <laughs> but having her work for either Thunderbolt Ross for the U.S. government or working for, you know, Val for S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Yeah. Kind of makes sense because now you understand how she has access to resources like a satellite. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and why she's willing to do shady things because if they're promising her a pardon and a and a ticket back home, it would make sense that she would do all this dark stuff and like you know kill Selby with <laughs> through the window sort of thing and, and like kill some people at Madripoor and and hustle you know billions of dollars worth of of stolen art pieces. So it makes sense that she would have to work for. That whoever she's working for has pull within the U.S. government somehow, and again, yeah, having Val or Thunderbolt Ross show up in 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 the raft and be like, you know, you weren't supposed to smash all those vials. <laughs> saying that yeah. to Nemo, like I could totally see either one of those characters saying it, either Thunderbolt Ross or Val. Right, and do you remember one of the scenes where Sharon Carter was talking about her family? She misses her family. So that was exactly. a good point that you brought up. Yeah. So for me, I feel like she's she's playing this triple agent really well. I mean, she has to play like she's not a big fan of uh, of what uh, they've done to her, and she's you know her. I mean, she's a she has to be a good person because she you know she helped. Well, who knows? <laughs> who knows? But I feel like she's 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 dabbling in all these, and then we're finding out that she her involvement in the flag uh, smashers. Uh, it's kind of crazy, dude. It's kind of like she's opportunist that she's, you know, doing this kind of thing to help her get to whatever goal uh, either Nick Fury wants or uh, Thunderbolt Ross or um, the new character that we, we got to see in episode five. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty crazy in a way, but makes I, makes a lot of sense. Another, oh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, it's totally possible that Sharon works for Val, but Val works for Thunderbolt Ross, too. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you know, one thing that I noticed, the one detail, you know you know how in uh, uh, the way they say, uh, Hail Hydra? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's kind of similar to how the Flag, Master, uh, Flag Smashers communicate with each other by, you know, um, as he, you know, I don't know if you saw the scene, or and of course you saw the scene, but the scene as, as he's walking into the uh, GRC and he goes up to the other guy, and he, it's almost like a simile of how they say Hail, Hail Hydra in a way. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, so that's it's kind of like the same foreshadowing in some in some weird way. And it's like kind of, and or, or they could be the squirrels too, because I mean, if they want to interfere with this, with this, with the, the the GRC kind of thing, and they don't, they don't want a further movement of it, or maybe their Hail Hydra is a part. Dude, Hail Hydra! I don't think Hail Hydra is gonna come back, but it's almost a foreshadowing of of a, how Hail Hydra operates, kind of like the the behind the scenes kind of trickery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the Thunderbolts theory the best, though. Yeah. Because, you know, you've got a lot of elements on there. And they, they, they made a reference to Smiling Tiger, obviously Zemo, obviously Walker. And then Taskmaster is coming up, too, with the Black Widow. So, you know, <laughs> I like the Thunderbolts idea. I just I, I just want to see it happen already, man. <laughs> yeah. They're not, they're not going to give us, but they're kind of... In some ways, trying to hint to us, like from learning from one division, they never give us, you know, they never give us more than than we're, we're expected. But I, I believe that the Thunderbolts are a part of it, and that's where the big three come in. In some cases, uh, you know, from the beginning of the show, where 
where uh, uh, Falcon was, uh, you know, wizards, aliens, and uh, and uh, androids. Uh, androids, yeah. Maybe that's thunder. The Thunderbolts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that might be part of it. <laughs> Triple agents. Yeah. Triple agents. I know. Lots of backstabbing everywhere, dude. Like, and then when you add to that the threat of the scroll invasion too, like, who knows what's up, what's down anymore? Well, because of yeah, it's, stuff. yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard, dude. I, I, it's it's hard to like. Uh, they, dude, it's amazing. It's amazing what they're doing the show to to even get to this point to where we're like thinking of the Thunderbolts in a way. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, all I know is that I don't know if Captain America is actually dead or alive. <laughs> like, where is Steve Rogers, man? Where is Old Man Cap? Like, yeah. <laughs> they talk right? about this dude as if he's like dead already, like he's gone, right? But Steve's gone. I feel like I feel he like gone? he's kind of like, in he the, the background. Moon? I feel like he's in the back, background just kind of watching uh watching this happen and uh almost like uh he's kind of got their back in a way on their left they just don't see him and trying to see uh you know he's trying to see if he needs to intervene which I don't think he will unless there's like a, a, a you know somewhere where or Falcon or Bucky might be on the point of like dying <laughs> So I think he's, he's. I think he's still. He's still got to be around. You know, he's just a really old man, kind of hiding in the foreshadows in some way. You don't. You don't think he's hanging out with Nick Fury on a moon base somewhere? He like... could. That's another one too. <laughs> Nick Fury, probably. You know, you never know. That I mean, that was that was our theory, right? I mean, that was. Uh, you know, uh, that was uh, Torres brought theory. that up in the beginning. Yeah. So maybe that was a little hint to you know, may, you know he's. Oh shoot! Yeah, that's maybe Nick Fury's the power broker. <laughs> We're watching I doubt in the background. It, watching in the background. And I highly got, doubt he's... Nick Fury would be the power broker. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, yeah, he could be like he, you know, he's probably with uh, he's probably with Nick Fury up there watching everything kind of break down in a way. Who knows? Oh, man. Dude, yeah. I'm so excited for this last episode. Like, are we going to see Isaiah or Bradley in action or not? I was kind of sad that we didn't get a flashback to that Korean bar where he got into a fight with Bucky. I know. Same, dude. I feel like they have, like, kind of unsettled business in a way. But, dude, that would be amazing. I, I feel like Isaiah Bradley might show up at the end here. In some way, like or a, some form, it's like a face in the crowd when they're commemorating Sam Wilson as the new Captain America. Like he's just there. <laughs> yeah, could be, dude. I mean, I mean, there there is a foreshadowing there too, of the new Avengers in some way. Yeah, man, his uh, his grandson was out there shooting hoop. Yeah, and he was like, I I feel like maybe that's the foreshadowing there in some in some weird way. Hopefully, maybe. But yeah, man, dude. But it's it, it's it's crazy the depth and levels of how um, Sam going through these emotions and uh, and also how Bucky uh, is understanding of of what uh, taking the mantle is as a you know African American in 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 that in this world. You know how the similes relate so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it, it was nice that like he you know he says it. He's like. You know, I think when me and Steve were talking about him handing you the shield, neither one of us actually fully understood or appreciated what it would mean for a black man to take the shield. And he apologized so straight up. He made no apology. Like, he didn't make any excuses. He didn't try to justify, you know, any thought distortion that happened between him and Steve. He just straight up apologized. And Bucky's evolution as a character in this show is amazing because I think it was was it the first episode like you still sleeping on the floor yeah the cushions are too soft right and like right. it shows him having a like a little nightmare flashback and he wakes up in sweat and he's sleeping mm-hmm. on the floor and then this episode he's like sleeping peacefully on the couch you know he, he gets woken up by the kids but he doesn't have a nightmare that wakes himself up he's he's yeah, smiling he at sarah yeah. and flirting with her right like <laughs> 
That's the old Bucky. Right? Like yeah. he was, uh, it looks like he's finally coming into himself and, and, uh, and healing the appropriate way, you know? Which is, dude, I'm, dude, the levels, bro, the levels of this show, how they just, you know, show these type of worlds that I think maybe, uh, you know, a lot of people don't see in a way and, and how it, you know, relates to the real world. It's amazing, bro. It's amazing what they're teaching uh, people in, in, in a way to really, really understand the, the gritness of all this. It's yeah. it's amazing, bro. Hands, you know who, hands off to, you know, of the 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 daddy of all this, you know, the Stan Lee, how he how he created this in a way to help, you know, mm-hmm. people of color and just to get to understand a little bit more of what they go through is it, just yeah, man. appalling to me. It's very amazing. So man, Stan Lee, man. Yeah. I, mean, I can't, I can't wait for the, the, the cathartic moment of seeing Sam take the mantle finally, like in full mm-hmm. Captain America garb with his new gear from Wakanda too. Like Dude. I was, I was like, show me the suit, show me the suit, show me the suit. And the, and the scene cut to black and roll credits. I'm like, no. <laughs> I know, dude. I felt the same way. I was, I was kind of upset. I was kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, I want to know. But man, it, it made me feel all like crazy emotions at the moment. But dude, you know what the craziest thing is? Is uh, uh, you know, John Walker's crazy ass man. <laughs> the craziness <laughs> of that man. <laughs> Like I was kind of pissed off that we didn't get to see what, you know, what Sam was uh, looking at, but they gave us a little bit more, so it made me feel a little bit better right there. So they did a good job on that part, of the feeling part. But John Walker, right. dude, can we talk about that? <laughs> John Walker, yeah, dude, driving, like he's driving I was, I was super disappointed that they didn't give us a glimpse of of Sam's new gear. But here they are showing us John Walker building a Captain America shield in a cave with scraps. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I was pissed. I was like, oh, I don't want to see that Dollar Tree shit, bro. Like, I want to see the actual Wakanda gear. I don't want to see this shield that you're going to try to throw and it's just going to clunk around. Like, we all know you're going to block, you know, like a shield throw from from Sam or a shield bash from Sam. And that thing's just going to shatter into pieces. Like, we yeah. all know that that's going to happen, period. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I don't want to see that. I want to see the Wakanda gear, bro. Like, <laughs> I want to see the new wings. But he is so nuts. Like, he is so obsessed with identifying as Captain America. Like, you know, there's that old uh, adage when it comes to the presidency that it's not the office that makes the man. It's the man that makes the office, right? Wow. Yeah. True. And with, with Captain America and that shield, it, it's not the shield that makes the man, it's the man that makes the shield. And he failed. You know, He thought that being handed the shield made him Captain America. And he's so lost and delusional to that identification that uh, he, he's building this, you know, this little 99 cent shield in his garage. <laughs> So sad. Yeah, it's, it's sad, man. But like, who does the shield really belong to? Is my question. Who do you think the shield really belongs to? Sam, hands down. Sam. Yeah, because okay. in the original timeline, the original shield uh, was made by Howard Stark, right? Right. And then that I forget what happened to that original shield, but Tony Stark ended up making him another shield too right right yeah and then when he goes back in time i don't know how he gets that shield again but obviously it's not going to be the government making a vibranium shield for him okay it's going to be somebody that has the hookup to wakanda that gets vibranium. okay i got a theory bro i got a crazy theory Mm. all right so this, like, I'm, I'm happy that you said it's Sam's, and you're right. I believe it's Sam's. Do you remember the part uh, when uh, the scene where they were fighting inside Zemo's house? And uh, yes. um, you know, it was easily 
how the Dora Milaje just kind of stepped on it and she caught it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this this is my theory. So Steve had Wakanda build that for Sam because she said, "Leave it." Mm, so this shield is vibranium was made uh, for him this whole time. It was it's been him the whole time because, like you said, it's crazy they had a conversation, but the whole time. Uh, Steve was thinking of Sam carrying the shield and he 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 didn't know I don't well this is just my theory in a way it, it was meant for him from the beginning to carry the shield and the shield is his and I think that's why they were going to take that shield away so this is a new version of the shield for Sam and that's why um, he's getting the, the his new suit it's gonna it's something's gonna happen with the shield and the suit it's gonna correlate together really well that's interesting and here the whole time i thought it was like an alternate reality adamantium shield too <laughs> well it's because they they, let, they there's so many questions we didn't know how the hell the only reason it made me think is because uh, uh wakanda was they're like no leave it there you know dora malaja was like no no leave it there you know they're like nope yeah, yeah. so they kind they kind of foreshadow that in a way and ao was you know she knows she has to know, like that they that you know they made that shield for him, and that's why they didn't take it because they they could have easily taken it. It's like no, this belongs to Wakanda, easy, easy, yeah, dude. Oh God, man, such a good show. I'm I such a cannot good wait for this last episode, dude. This episode is gonna be amazing. Yeah. So let, let me ask you something, Kuya. Um, mm. Would you, in a way, would you take the super serum? Absolutely. Dude, you tell me I can take a pill and be skinny and muscular? Shit. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's everybody's dream, right? <laughs> Hell yes. Uh yeah. no, but like just seriously thinking about it, you know, it makes you more of yourself. And I am comfortable and confident in my morals and ethics as a person mm-hmm. to know that I would be doing the right thing regardless of the situation. And so uh, I'm comfortable taking that pill. You know, or I say pill because it's fucking Neo, right? Like red pill, blue pill, bro, right, all the right, time. Right. <laughs> yeah, all <that's>... day. <laughs> This is other movies ripping other movies out. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, dude, like mm. if you think about it, it's 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 crazy how like if you relate it, it relates to human people, the human the human desire. But everybody in a way, this is this is gonna get kind of crazy, but even Wyatt thinks that he should take it because of his morals and everything. It's insane what this what this super serum kind of does to people in a way, and how I, you know people like especially uh, I call him White, and I, I meant to call him John Walker, and his in his belief, he felt the same way, bro. Isn't that crazy? True, true. But he struggled with it though. He, he, he was did struggling. Struggle with he it. he was looking for somebody to convince him. I don't need convince. I'm taking the red pill no matter what. <laughs> Like oh, that's. That. <laughs> I, I will water. take the red pill. I will take the blue serum. I will swallow that shit dry and cough a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I'll take the red pill all day. It's yeah. just uh, what would be. What would I, be I, the I, first I, thing that you do, knowing the, that you took the super show? Uh, oh shit, dude. I don't know. Maybe you run a lap. <laughs> do do a pull up because I haven't done a chin up since fucking elementary there you school. Go. Ass, like, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Makes it easy to make it easy to work out. Huh? No, actually, uh, I know exactly the first thing I would do is I would either call my sister and my wife at the same time through a group face chat, right? FaceTime, yeah. and I would say. Hey, look! I took a magic potion, and now I'm sexy. Like, about <laughs> to Shrek, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With Donkey awesome. taking that little magic pill, like that's exactly what I would do. That's the first thing I would do, and then I think everything else would be 
I'm just testing the physical uh, limits of what I can and yeah. can't do. Yeah. What would you That's do, man? I... Would you take it? Of course, dude. I would take it in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even think about it. <laughs> even if it would fuck me up. <laughs> Taking that shit. That's fucked up, huh? The, the, how, how I think, and it's only because I've been reading comics or reading, you know, manga for a very long time. So just the the dream of having a superhero powers would be awesome. And, and in this case, the super, you know, super soldier serum, which right. is just, yeah, it's just it just means hero in, in in other terms. But yeah, dude, I would definitely take that right away, and then uh, uh, just. All the information I've taken from reading comics and, and anything pop culture that has to do with superheroes, I would definitely follow those good courses. <laughs> Cheers up, <Yeah>. bro. <laughs> Cheers up for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I know that we got left right at the end of uh, of of Sam's new suit. Now, what what do you think? What's your theory of what? What's in that box? We know that it's donuts. It's new. Not donuts. <laughs> Amazing donuts. <laughs> right on. No, do you think he's he's got the whole American outfit, or do you think it's a a grayscale, or do you think what do you think it's all vibranium? Do you, I mean, is it gonna be like a, a, a you know um, Black Panther suit where it just kind of you know kind of dissipates into one whole suit? What's your take on that? Yeah. Dude, I think I think it's going to be like that where, you know, it's something that he can wear that turns into the suit, but then the wings themselves will be vibranium too, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, But I don't think the suit is going to be low profile like the Black Panthers was, where it was super stealth and like black, you know, with just hints of color in there. I think okay. it's going to be gaudy as fuck with another Puerto Rican flag on, on the stomach chest area. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> wow. Wow. like that was the big joke about Captain America, right? Like he showed up with a single star and the red, white, and blue. And he looked mm-hmm. like the flag of Puerto Rico. I feel like that's what it's going to be. It's just going to match his shield. Um, because, you know, if your theory plays out and the Wakandans made the shield for Sam, uh, it would only make sense that they match the shield to the suit and the wings. And so awesome, you know, yeah, dude. Each each feather to the wing sort of thing is gonna be red, white, and blue stripes too. What do you think, uh, dude? I I'm I'm following what you said. Yeah, I mean, if they if my theory is where they made that shield, then they're obviously gonna try to uh, uh, give them that. They gave us the gray and black to give us like a little suspense to be thinking, uh, you know, it's not all, it's not it's not what we think because if you remember back uh, the suitcase that uh, Iron Man had. Was all like the the same colors as suit. True. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. And there is there is some kind of colors there. They kind of you know they kind of tell you that there's you know blue and red. You know, and then I think that's just kind of like the little hint of what the suit's gonna be. But man, that suit is gonna be amazing. I mean, he's gonna have probably the top notch like super tech because um, yeah, I think it's gonna be an amazing suit where, where we get to see the shield and the suit just kind of, um, yeah, combined together really well. And we're going to see, you think, you think he'll have wings? Yeah, I think he will have wings. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting question, yeah. right? Cause then, cause now you got, you got him and then assuming Torres fixes the, the original Falcon wings. Now you got two dudes flying around. Yeah, I think I think that yeah, there's gonna be two dudes flying around. I think uh, uh, um, Falcon becoming the new Cap is gonna teach uh, the new Falcon uh, the ropes in a way. Oh, that's a, that's a great idea. That's true, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think that's why they were foreshadowing uh, Taurus the whole time, and, that, and that's why they. Br- that's why I mean, bringing in a new suit and doing a favor, it just makes so much more sense. It just makes sense of how they how they doing this. But yeah, man, I'm ex- I'm surprised to see other gadgets in the box too. Not just his uh, his actual suit, but other other cool gadgets that uh, uh, help him uh, become the new cap. God, dude, I'm so excited. 
like he like will his his wings absorb kinetic energy too from from attacks I, and and explode I too like so. that'd be crazy like he like I he just so. flaps his wings and it sends out a sonic boom could you imagine I, oh my god dude oh yeah <laughs> i hope so i think uh what a lot of people don't know is that the the wakanda technology is far surpassed um i uh you know tony stark's tech yeah you know? yeah 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 sure. mhm it's 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 like way far more advanced i mean it's gonna be like something that that uh, you know, the last suit that uh, Tony Stark had, it's gonna be something similar to that, I believe. It's gonna have that same kind of style, but it's gonna like it's gonna be more full form, like you said. Um, but dude, it's I'm everybody's gonna be stunned when when we see that uh, episode. Um, and I'm not gonna wait until Friday. I'm gonna watch it Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. oh man. Yeah. Dude, ugh, I'm so excited, but yeah, he's gonna, talking about it's gonna be amazing. I'm all hungry. Yeah, dude. So I mean, uh, uh, since we're getting close to the end of the podcast, I want to know what's your favorite pastry? Ooh, pastry. Uh, okay. As a kid, uh, okay. growing up out in Vegas, we didn't have Ooh. a lot of Filipino places uh, to to go to. And so yes. we would, you know, drive out to LA or drive out to San Diego with the family. And one of the places we always go to is a place called Goldilocks. Oh, is, is that where they make the coconut one? Oh, they make a ton of stuff at Goldilocks. Like, oh, okay, uh, okay. Gold, Goldilocks nowadays has a restaurant attached to it too. Um, when okay. I was a kid, I mainly knew them from their baked goods, pastries, and stuff. And they yes. make something called an ensamada. Yeah. I've had that. Dude, and it's like, you know, uh, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Obviously, it comes from Spain for, from those days that, you know, we got colonized. But mm-hmm. it's a really soft, sweet pastry, right? And you can, yes. you can pull it apart and there's a lot of aeration. So it's super light. But yes. on top, dude, it's just covered in butter and sugar and grated cheese. And you microwave that bitch for like ten seconds. It's the most delicious <laughs> fucking thing in the world. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, oh, it's my favorite, hands down. I think I've been pastry. to that bakery because I had a, I had the taro uh, bread there, and I had this coconut thing that was amazing, bro. I wish I remembered yeah. the names. Yeah, their 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 uh their ube bread, fucking dope. The ube bread. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, man. The purple bread. Yes, yeah, so, so good. <laughs> the purple bread with the jam in the middle. They make a ton Dude. of good stuff. They make a ton Dude. of good stuff. Yeah. How about you? That's awesome. Dude, I, that's like the most hardest thing for me because I love all pastries. <laughs> Anything with <laughs> bread and sugar, I'm like, I'm in. It don't matter. Even if it's not mm. that not that great, I, I'm still in. <laughs> uh, but if I to, and, I, and I was going to pick something from my childhood, but I was, you know, I'm like, I think I've uh, I think I said that on a different podcast, but I think on this one I think I'm gonna. The first time I had a croissant, bro, a buttery with jelly croissant that was freshly made with uh, mm. some coffee. I would yes. say that butter and jelly in a croissant, yeah, dude. and like all the ingredients are like fresh. It's just on different levels that. I don't know. I don't know where they got this jelly. I don't know where the you know how fresh this, it was. Everything was it, the bread just came out of the oven. The butter was like a fresh made ingredients there and in, homemade, and the jelly was homemade. And that just like oh, it just melted. It was the most delicious uh, croissant I've ever had. Like a a real French croissant. Yeah, yeah. Have you had a chance to try any croissant places here in town? I've had a few, but it's not, dude. This is the thing that sucks, dude. Whenever, like, I almost wish that I'd never had a real fresh croissant or anything that was like, <laughs> you know, when you have the best and you start comparing, it kind of messes you up. It kind of fucks it up for you in a way because you're just like always thinking, "I've had better," you know, or "This is just That's as good. this is just good." I have we have a saying where it goes, "This is good for Reno." <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, and I'm happy with that, but at the same time, I know that there's like a higher, you know, quality of food that's out there that hasn't been processed, it's homemade and you're just like, 
dude, when you start eating like fresh like ingredients, it's on a different level. Different level. You like, you know, you you're so attracted to that, and I think like your 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 body just attracted to the to those to all of that, and then your body knows it just it just knows that it's like oh man, this is fresh everything. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Dude, see, now I'm hella hungry again. I'm about to hit up those fanduces <laughs> you dropped off, bro. <laughs> Every well, single just... time. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, since you know you're so you're hungry and I'm hungry now that we always make ourselves hungry. I think we end <laughs> on that note and reach the end of the podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, if you can help, follow us on KD underscore Empire on IG, on Anchor, uh, KD Javi on TikTok on snapchat on you know facebook and also visit our website kdempire.com online and you know what just you know come to the store and say what's up let's talk about falcon and winter soldier i want to hear your theories or anything anything pop culture i'm down if you want to talk anime which i love to talk about if you want to talk about the new demon slayer amazing but yeah where can uh people find you kuya do dude all socials i am at dad nurse gamer uh, you know, I'm just hanging out. IG is is where I'm pretty much active all the time. So at Dad Nurse Gamer on IG, uh, but really you can find me anywhere at Dad Nurse Gamer. You know, like, subscribe, share, tell everybody. You know, uh, blow this up, man. I've been loving this podcast. It's been fun every single week talking about the stuff we love to do. Getting hungry at 9 p.m. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> So share, do all that stuff. Like, comment, subscribe, you know, rate us, do all that. Cause uh, you know, we we got some big goods to eat, man. <laughs> also, I want to thank you guys again. Uh be sure to tune in next week for another amazing conversation. Um, but yeah, man. Uh always thanks to you guys. I mean, if it wasn't for you guys, uh wouldn't be here. So yeah, um, I wanna uh, sign off by saying this is uh your uh, boy, Javi, Kuya. Go ahead, man. Sign us off. Amen. Kuya J, Dad Nurse Gamer. We out, man. Peace. Peace.